Okay, so let's jump back in. This will be the final shear on on um, on Chasin Kadesh, and the next week we move into the second to last stanza, just about Abakayach, which probably will take us another few weeks, followed by the last stanza, and then we get to Lechadaydi. And hopefully by that time, Mashiach will for sure be here and he'll teach us um, all about Lechadaydi, which I don't think I'm capable of, but together, Bisiyat Rishmaya, whatever our circumstances will be then, we'll get into Lechadaydi after we finish with Anabakayach. So tonight will be the final shear. In Chas and Kadesh, and just a very quick review. We started last week with a longer review of previous Shirim. Now, just Mamish at Tamsis Hadvarim, just to jump back in, because what we're going to start with now is really a continuation of what we were doing at the very end of last week. If you remember, we have been speaking about the concept of Ra, why there is Ra, why there is that which seems to conceal, to cover over, to prevent the Ar of HaKadosh Baruch Hu from revealing itself completely for human beings who are able to be conscious of it and Hashem is hidden. And there are things in this world that seem to be the opposite of contributing to the ultimate revelation of HaKadosh Baruch Hu that we're all davening for, longing for, dreaming about all the time as Yidin. And we learned last week that on the one hand we could think about Ra as being something that needs to be subjugated. We call that in the Lashon of the Balatanya, and the Zarkadish is skafia, right? To subjugate, to control, to cover over, to quash, and to decimate, to destroy, to do away with. And on the other hand, we said there's a much deeper way of looking at that, in the, at, at the elements in this world that seem to be doing the opposite of Gilu Kvachemayim, which is called not is kafia, but is hapcha, from the word like v'nahapachu, lahafoch, to turn it over. And in that sense, we don't want to do away with those things that seem to be blocking Kfad Shemayim because they are actually part of the story. So they need to be there. The question is not about whether they in and of themselves should be or shouldn't be there. The question is what should they be there for? Can we utilize them? Can we channel every kind of human uh, functionality, everything there is in the world outside of ourselves and the world within? Can we turn it into a vessel, to a kli, that's going to serve the purpose of ta'ir eretz mechvedecha, where the whole earth should be saturated with the ar, with the light of a Kaddish Baruch, and that's the ultimate purpose of creation. Like we learned in previous year, all the way in the beginning of this series, I'm not even sure if any of the ever here were with us, some of us might have been early, early, early on. Um, we learned there with another chevra that's gotten lost along the way. I don't know <laughs> what, what happened with, with, with them, but there is an akuda which is already hinted to in the Psukim about Adam and Chava where it says Pru'ruvu umilu es ha'aretz, fill the earth. On a simple level, what does it mean? Have lots of children, propagate the human species, which is the first mitzvah diarais in the Torah, to be able to bring children into the world, which is obviously on a simple level, that's what it means. But based on a Pasuk in Yeshayo, in, in Yeshayo and, and, in, and in other Nevi'im, Chabakuk, that talk about the end of days, because that's the very beginning of days, right? In order to get the whole thing started. So at the outset, you want to lay out a vision. But the question is, what does the vision look like when it's completed? And the Pasuk uses phenomenally similar Lushen. It says, <laughs> The world will ultimately be filled with the knowledge of God like water covers the ocean bed. has hints to this, but we can look back at the fundamental commandment that was given to man, it doesn't just mean have children fill the earth, it means that the purpose of the human race 
epitomized in the Jewish nation, Aptim Kareem Adam, that we're supposed to spread the light of this Selim Alukim to all of humanity, is Umilu Eretz, to be able to live life in such a way where all of the artsiest, Ta'ir Eretz, Michvedecha, is saturated with Das, Ladas is Hashem, that every person should be living consciously. Brachas, for example, are something that were given to us in halacha, darabanan, diaraisa, benching is diaraisa, most brachas, all the rest of the brachas are darabanan, but fundamentally there's a there's a logic, diaraisa, included in amuna, that when a person eats something, they should be conscious of a Kaddish Baruch Hu b'chol drachecha da'ehu. This is one of the mitzvahs that you and I have as Yidin. But don't forget that our forebearer, our grandfather, Avram Avinu, was teaching the whole world, all the non-Jews, how to make brachas, essentially. al tikr vayikra ella vayakri. Avram Avinu took these people and they wanted to thank him for the meal. What did he say? What are you thanking me for? Say thank you, Lemisha Amr Bahaya Island, HaKadosh Baruch Hu created the world, right? So all of humanity, irrespective of whether they happen to convert to the Jewish race, to the Jewish nation rather, or whether they happen to just be a part of the human race, ultimately they are also meant and intended. That everyone should come to serve Hashem. To, to, to eat food consciously and to sleep consciously and to, and to bring children into the world consciously to contribute to a unified uh, vision of, of, of what this world could look like. Right? That's ultimately where we're headed. So in that sense, the Ra is not meant to just be done away with because it's part of the story. It needs to be transformed. We have to go through this process of Ishapcha. And the reason why we're learning about all this is because this fifth stanza is related to the Midah of to the Midah of Haid, right? And what do we learn about the Midah of Haid being after Chesed, Gvura, Tiferes, and Netzach, and before Yesod Malchus, which is a separate category in and of itself, really it's the lowliest in a certain sense. It's the ultimate preeminent Mechabel. It is physicality without spirituality that needs to be infused by iris that come from above in order to be saturated with light. It's a place that's fraught with darkness and danger. It's a place that's related to the concept of the Isha, who without the Ur of, of, of the Baal and without somebody coming along and contributing something within her incredible capacity to be able to foster life, so it remains void. It's the Lavana without the Chama. It doesn't have any light of its own, etc. And ultimately, this is the concept of Hoid. We spoke about, again, not, not going to go back into this whole thing. We spoke about uh, Leah, Hapam, Oides, Hashem, David, Hamelech, Yehuda, who's the fourth son, all of which we spoke about in previous year, and the regular V of the Merkava, outside of Avri, Mitzchak, and Yaakov, who represent Mashpiim, David, Hamelech, Yehuda, is the Mechabel, and that's the Midah of Hoid. Hapam, Oides, Hashem, Hoid. And in that place, there's the possibility of there being Ra, which means that if there is godliness to be found in this place, it is chasin, because it has to be resilient. And in order to be resilient, where does the R need to be rooted? In keser, in the highest place, right? So this is what we have learned in the previous shir, in the previous shirim. And now we jump back into the concept of ishapcha, of utilizing every aspect of the human condition for a purpose of bringing it into the general realm of Avaras Hashem, where Torah is not choking, Torah is remarkably broad. And Torah encompasses everything, not just learning five particular masechtas that the yeshivas happen to focus on. It's, it's all of life. It is everything. Everything there is. So let's go back inside and let's see how he says this in the most, I think, one of the most beautiful paragraphs in the whole Sefer that I've learned. And one of the most foundational. Klalei shel davar. 
The general rule is as follows. Taira illuminates everything. And the Taira comes to guide us. To guide and to educate all the forces in the world as to how they can be used to promote goodness and blessing. That the whole world should be vessels to reveal divinity and to help to train people to adopt the eyes of faith so that no matter where they find themselves in life, they see alukus, they see they experience godliness. We learned last time that the reason that there are still evil forces in the world it's just because the manifestation and the structure of holiness has not been completed but often in such a way how somehow and it might be very difficult for us to understand but this energy and you have to strip away layer after layer after layer after layer to get to the core of what this particular energy is obviously not in its current form in many cases it cannot be used for kedusha but if we identify what's at the core of it what's at the root of it so then we find out that these things are are not just you know dispensable they're chiyunim chinuyim rather they're absolutely necessary but it's srachim legili hakedusha va'ar Hashem they are puzzle pieces that are going to join together with all the other puzzle pieces, some of which are black and some of which are light, to demonstrate the great unfolding of the great light of Hashem in the world. Memela, therefore, the more that the realm of Kedusha comes to completion, and the panemius of Taira becomes revealed throughout history, as we know that it was all a chain of progression, and in every generational era, a new Giloi was brought into the world, slowly but surely, until the Baal Shem HaKadosh reveals the Razin, the Razin, the Panemius of the Panemius of Kabbalah. And the gates opened, as the Zara Kadosh told us they would in 1840, and, 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 and so on. And afterwards, and everything changed. Yiddishkeit changed. And the Baal, uh, forget about the, you know, the Beis of the Hasidim, where it's obvious, but the, but the Leshem writes, in the name of Rebusol Salanter, that he heard a Kabbalah from Rebusol Salanter, that that which was forbidden to learn, for those in previous diaries before, there were 40, many different Kedarim as to accessing Kabbalah. After 1840, everything changed. After the year 1840, which was foretold by the Zara Kaddish, that in that year, Niftichu, like the Pasuk says, like, like it says about 1840, the year 1840. 5,600. Um, what is it in, 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 our, in, in what's it called? Tough. Yeah, I'm forgetting. I'm that forgetting. But he does, he says exactly the year. Forty would be yeah. man. exactly the year. Eighteen. The year eighteen. Ah, eighteen forty. Eighteen forty. Pay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it works. I'm not again. I'm not a math guy. You start talking to me about math, I faint. I just I just know colors and music and poetry. Eighteen forty. Not math. Huh? What happened in the eighteen forty? In the according to the Zarka, there's a cataclysmic shift in the spiritual realm took place. But Hasidus Hasidus was unfolding slowly but surely. It was the third, second, third generation of Hasidus beginning to take root. Ultimately, Rav Chaim Velashin was beginning to you know to write Nefesh Chaim. Also brought Kabbalah, you know, down to the to the masses in a remarkable way. So, uh, industrial revolution. That's what. They, that's what. The, that's what they say. That the. That the. That that um, the pasuk by Noach that the Zara Kaddish quotes is not. Not only the gates of heaven would open, but Arubas Hatahim, the gates of the the the, um, the gates of the lower the lower sciences. So, Chachmila Chachmatata, everything changed. But Al Kapanim Yiddishkeit is is a different Yiddishkeit. 
So we have to be accessing the panemius of Tyra, but it is all elokus. In that place, it's just all about godliness. It's not just about the rituals and the behaviors and the culture. It's, it's all about the panemius of it, you know, why we're doing things. Why and how to access godliness through all of the external garments, if you will, of, of Yiddishkeit. So he says over here that as v'yizgalu o'yimkiyataira, the deeper elements of Torah were being revealed, as I yizbarer, further and further, it was clarified, and this goes very nicely with the Industrial Revolution, where we began to harness forces of physicality, hopefully for productivity, right? And ultimately when that's flipped and science begins to recognize the obvious, right, that everything was created, they will always become further kalim to spread this light. As I isbar, it's clarified, how all of the different details of creation, him kalim, nitzrachim, lakaydish. They are necessary vessels to help promote the realm of the holy, the dimension, rather, of the holy. What does that mean? In a, in a which, which particular point? Then, then what will happen? What, what's, the, what's the goal then? Because kaydish means there's certain gold towards. What? What does that mean? What's How do you say it? WhatsApp, internet, and everything. No, no, no. Oh I, my... I understand that they'll now be used for the positive, but Kurdish is like it's like a everyone will have one central point where they're all facing towards. What... Sure. Kurdish is Emuna. We Kaidish need is, the is... internet because all the people that are in the office, they're driving in the car, now through that they're able to listen to millions of hours <laughs> of. of of Shurim and everything, thanks to this thing. That's right. That we're literally doing it right now as we as we speak, mm. and using coffee, for example, which is also a Jewish innovation, at least you know, coffee? yeah, in, 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 in some realms, I think. Oh. Yeah, coffee, coffee. Yeah. Uh, what was it called? Jack's Coffee House over here. It was a Jew, Jack the Jew? No, here in London, Jack. I think so. Anyway, okay, let's let's, let's let's we gotta we gotta move. Kalim 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 That's the main thing. Ludugma, for example. The more that the gates of Pnimius Hatayra, the inner dimension of Tyra, are opened, the souls that are connected to that Gilui continue to intensify their connection to Or Shal to the light of holiness. Here is just using an example. The more that Panimiya Satyra is revealed, the more we start to understand the importance, which most people still don't, of Nigun Hakodesh, of holy song. Listen to the way he lays this out. Kiba'emas in truth, Hanigun Shaykh Lebchinas Hanavua. Nigun is bound up with the realm of prophecy. Ka'imer, as the Pasik says, Sha'ol brings brings David Amalek Vahaya, or or whichever Menagnum he had, Vahaya Kenagin Hamanagin. When the musicians begin to play, Batihi Allah, Yad Hashem. It is then that Nebuah is able to be revealed. Hainu, we find, and this listen this very, very carefully, because this is so crucial, and I feel personally sometimes very misunderstood here in this community unfortunately, and some people really understand it and many, many people don't understand it. And even in their misunderstanding it, it's still positive because music is music is good. But I, I don't intend to just, you know, be like a, like a musician, like an like a entertainer, right? We don't intend to be entertainers, right? We understand music is, is, is prophecy, something else. It's a tool, it's a clee, it's a vehicle, it's a vessel. Why is, why is it misunderstood? 
because largely Chevra haven't yet begun to recognize that something has shifted in Yiddishkeit so dramatically that as we get closer to the Geula, we need to begin once more to connect to the light, not just of Chachma, but to the light of Nevuah, light of prophecy, which is coming back as we come back to Eretz Yisrael, as we get closer and closer to the ultimate redemption. So in direct correlation with the increasing measure of redemptive light that is shining in the world in the Ikvis of the Mashiach, Darisha and Shalgulullah, as we get closer and closer to the ultimate revelation of Mashiach Tzedkenu, that's the amount of, of, of the spirit of Nevuah that's coming back into our souls. Rav Cook spoke a lot about this. The Piyasetzin Rebbe spoke a ton about this. And Mimela, in all of his writings, literally, wherever you look, primarily in, in Mavoy Sha'arim, which is Akdama to the third Sefer that we unfortunately don't have, which is going to be called Chavis Avrechem, but in many, many other places, in Derech HaMelech, in Shlesha Mamarim, in many places, the more the Ar of Nigun is necessary as a legitimate method for serving Hashem. Not just something enjoyable to do, not just something that's fun to do, not just something that's pleasant to do, and a better pastime for teenagers than some other pastime. You know, it's, it's, it's literally a fundamental core pillar it's a key. of Avodah Hashem in the Ikvah of Mashiach, a, a key to yeah. the soul. The language of the soul is music, and it's directly correlated to prophecy, which is directly correlated to the Gula, which I believe with all my heart and soul is directly correlated to the time that we're living in now. Mamish now. Hainu, and he, he says this straight out. Shalu'umas Hanavua, in contrast to prophecy, Harehachachma, when it comes to the intellectual aspect of Yiddishkeit, Saitar Shabbat when it comes to Sugyas, Gemara Upaiskim, when it comes down to the hair splitting dialectics of Jewish law, of Yiddish, of, of, of Gemara Upaiskim, Enem Tzrichemas Hanigun, Kedilat Sliach Bepitucha. You don't necessarily have to have access to the R of melody. With whatever melody is, I mean, it's, it's, not, a, it's not an intellectual concept. It, it doesn't fit into that part of the brain, b'chlal. It's something else. In order to understand it, the person doesn't have to have the R of nigun. Now, a lot of people learn Gemara with a nigun. It's true. That's the beautiful blending of, of, of nevuah and Chachma. Chacham Adif Minavi, these two things, have, a, have some kind of relationship. And obviously, Chachma and Bina are trained rain, the Lemesparshin, and they go together, this R of hearing and seeing, which is the R of Tashma, of Nigla, and Tachazi, of Nister, without getting to that now. Of course, these two things are connected. We need them both. That's why Agada, which is, according to the Gran Evan Shlema, Roy Sisri Kabbalah, in Agada, is interpolated with the Gemara, because these two things have to be connected. If we take a look in the Akdama to the Marsha, in his commentary, right in the beginning of Brachas, he bemoans the fact that initially, at least the way that he had written the Sefer Marsha, he separated his parish on the Nikola-oriented sugyas and his parish on Agada. And he said that he said he reached the level of understanding that these are two, I think he used the Lushan, two sisters that should never ever be separated. And so whoever printed the Marsha subsequently, uh, it's interesting to find the earlier editions, he put them back. He put them back together. So take a look Take a look at Akhtama to the Marsha. It's Kedai to see it inside the way that he talks about this connection. So in a Hanami, people learn Gemara with a melody. But ultimately they belong to two completely different realms. 
We don't find that, uh, you know, some big Taman Chacham had a problem in the Sugya and then he needed, you know, someone. I, there is a story like that with the Balatani without getting into the whole thing right now, exactly. But again, it, it's, it's, it's that. And Vahaya Kanagin Hamnagin, boom, he understood this Sugya and Isra That it's, it's different. Umimela, therefore, Enam Oyrim Asat Soyrech Hanafshi Benigun Ubechal Aimkov. So all the while that we're only connected to Yiddishkeit on the Chachma level, where the only valid way of connecting to Hashem is through Gemara and Paiskim, and that kind of Limud HaTayra, where that's the only thing that's respected, that's the only thing that's valued, that's the only thing that's validated. So Mimela, the R of the necessity for Nigun to be incorporated in Tavardas Hashem, it hasn't been revealed. Because again, the tsinar, that capacity of the Jewish soul to think and to process Nicholas Hatayra is not in need for music, for melody. But dafka tsiu tsinar hanefesh va'akshava haruchnis zakukma oidlinikun. But he says, don't forget it. The Jewish soul has a whole nother tsinar, has a whole nother place channel, realm, capacity, necessity of being able to connect to Hashem, not just with dry legalistics and not just with, you know, on, on the, you know the, like the dogma of it and the ritual of it. A Jew needs to, to feel. A Jew has emotions. A Jew has a heart. A Jew needs to experience Devekus with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Experiential emuna, Tzadik be'emunasa, not just intellectually. Yichya. He has to feel it. He has to live it. That's right. Davkat sinor hanefesh va'akshava haruchnis zakuk ma'oid l'nigun. L'chein, therefore, you find. Tim, so we find shebetnua sachasidus that from the time of the Baal Shem Tov and An shibachinus is snoitetet koyach hanavua. People don't understand. They think the Baal Shem Tov was a, a few like you know, interesting, weird Ramazim on Psukim that the Pasuk never intended to say that and they're reading the Pasuk wrong and some Hasidish Amaislach that never happened. And that's what people think the R of the Valshemtiv is. Or maybe if they're even far, more far removed, they think it's just a matter of dressing and a way of speaking and some Minhagim and such some, some strange, you know, modalities of community uh, structures. And they don't understand. Forget all of that. I mean, literally forget it all. Forget all of that for a minute. The Valshemtiv was an opening of a door that had been closed since the time of the Gullahs. People with him. People a whole new dimension in terms of the way that we can connect Hashem, in a way that we must connect Hashem. And, just got this out, it wasn't a whole new dimension. Like Rabbi Nachman ultimately told his Hasidim, he said, take my hand and I'll walk you on a new path that's really the very, very old path that all of our fathers and forefathers before them always walked. It was something that had gotten forgot, forgotten over the long journey in Gullus. And now as we got closer to the final Gu'ula, based on the Medrash Tehillim and in other places that talks about the ultimate coming of the Gu'ula as the rising sun, which happens in the Lushan of the Medrash, Kim'a, Kim'a, slow process, it started then. And it's, I believe, intensifying now. 
in a way where we look around in Hasidus, the real limit of Hasidus, even among Hasidim, who themselves largely lost it in many, many cases, right? A famous uh, video, of, I don't know if you've seen it, the Lubavitcher Rebbe uh, um, and the Belzer Rebbe. You ever see this clip? It's a long thing where the Lubavitcher Rebbe was saying, how could it be that in Belz they don't learn Hasidus? He was mamish, really agitated about it. So in Chabad and Breslev, they always learned Hasidus, and that's a big thing. But generally speaking, so now, but now people are waking up to it. Now people are waking up to it. Across the board, people are waking up to it. And it doesn't have to dafka be chasidus per se, but the whole gili of Ramesha Shapira even in the Litvisha realm, people thinking more deeply, the, the rediscovery of the Maral, Rav Hutner, Rev Dessler, all of this is part of a new gilui that there's more to Yiddishkeit than just, so to speak. And it's, it's hard to say just because it's it's hainuhach, right? There's the realization that all of halacha and all the sugyas are there as kalim for this much deeper spiritual oh. experience, for this soul journey. And so from the time of the Baal Shem Tev that is opening the door again of prophecy, revealing the inner dimension of Torah, so all of a sudden, Hasidus really brought Nigun back to Yiddishkeit. Mm-hmm. It's hard to think of Nigunim from before the Baal Shem Tev. Right? Ramir Shapira has a couple. Maybe the old Yakis have a, have, a, have a couple, and we think of Nigunim, maybe Nusach, that goes back to the Beis HaMikdash. But from the time of the Hasidim, boom, I mean, Nigun exploded. Exploded. Kach, Soid HaNigun Shaykh Ela Saga Haruchnis. Why? Because Nigun is connected to the spiritual perception. So, before the world had evolved to the point that now we were accessing what's called Panemius Hatayra. And souls had not been opened up enough to be able to recognize how how crucial Nigun of holiness is. So what happened then? As I call Mishaele Kishrin Shal Nigina, imagine a person sitting at the time of the Ramchal and, you know, at yeshivas, but a person just sitting in the local base medrith, the local Malamid, and his soul is bursting with melody and, and how talented he is and how much he's drawn to Nigun. There's no place for that. There's no place for that. There's no concept of ever gathering together and singing Nigunim in a way of holiness. It's just to sit and learn. I mean, what, what, what else is there? So that person would think, and it appeared to him, that there's a part of his identity that falls outside the bounds of serving God, outside the realm of Avodah Hashem. He needs to forsake that and that talent, and to focus himself, that's all there is, and there is no place in Yiddishkeit for, for your capacity, for your talent. It's interesting that Matt Mendelssohn, for example, composed all of the uh, church hymns. Did he really? Mendel- yeah. Louis Mendelssohn is Louis Lewandowski. Which one? There's also reform. Yeah, but I'm saying Ma- Ma- Mendelssohn was when? In, 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 in the early 1800s, yeah. I think. Yeah. It's like also, uh, there was no place for him then. It would have been after, you know. Could be. Could be Ube MS. Ube MS. 
No, on the contrary, we're, we're saying yeah, yeah, yeah. it was something of Kedusha there. Yeah, it must have sure. been. Because throughout exile, Nigan had been forsaken. Together with the forsaking of Pnei These two things went hand in hand. Because there was no need for Nigan if there's no Nevuah. And there's no Nevuah if we're not connecting to the Pnei Mesatayra, which is called Kulai, the spirit of prophecy. We don't mean literal prophecy right now. There's no prophecy. But in Mlay Nevi'im Haim, says the Gemara in Psachim, B'nei Nevi'im Haim, which the Piyasetzner Rebbe takes to mean, not that we're the children of prophets, but he takes to mean B'nei Nevi'im Haim in the same sense that we call someone a Ben Tyra. We don't mean he's the son of the Tyra. He's even more. But he's a, what do we mean? He has a, he has a shaykhis with the Tyra. Says the Piyasetzner Rebbe, that's what it means in Mlay Nevi'im Haim, B'nei Nevi'im Haim. Not children of prophets, but vessels of prophecy. And Rav Cook says, this is a little bit strong, bear with me, and you're welcome to take or leave anything that I say, but I could just share what, what fills my heart. Rav Cook says that in the end of time, it's not that the leadership is so much weaker than it was earlier. It's that, What's the, what's the, there's another pasuk relating to prophecy specifically. Everyone will have pro- everyone out will have nivu. It will be the democratization of the spiritual experience. Says Rav Kook, Hashem is busy evening it out. So it's not just like oh never. It's such a shvachadar that the leadership is is so weak. It's that the people are getting so much stronger, and it's so true. You look around. The nation is getting strong. I have to be very careful how much I say on the topic, but. Uh, the Dilemaven, the Yoiser. The Dilemaven, yeah. See that a lot of, a lot of like structural synagogues used to have a lot of members. Now everyone wants to open up their own shtibel, and because it's, you know, hierarchy is going more flat. Like, listen, <laughs> like everything, there's going to be a good element and a negative element. Yeah, yeah. The nation is strong. People are, people are taking back leadership in a way that we haven't seen. Even the spirit of our generation, again, I, I want to be the Katsar, not Marich on this Nakuda, because it's still unfolding and something that's a process. But even the spirit of our of our of our of our generation Bakhlal, every single person with a little bit of a smartphone is all of a sudden a mashpia. Every every like me, every, and, and like many of us, every person has a WhatsApp status, all of a sudden has something to say. On the one hand, a lot of it is shtus, hopefully not some most of the thing, most of the things that I'm saying. But on the other hand, all of a sudden the voice of the nation is getting is getting louder. Um, and there's something very interesting about that. Sure. And more to say about that. But Al Kapanim, this is the energy of Nevuah. The name Nevi'im Hain. How did it survive for so long without this? Oh. Hundreds and hundreds of years. It's a Pella. It's a Pella. It's a Nase. Sure, it's a Nase. Listen to the, if you have some time, I posted a couple of hours ago a share that I gave. I, it's usually to a private Chabura of women, actually, for a separate thing that I give a share every week. But this one, I just I asked them permission to post it. Sulem Shayakov. Take a listen to that, and there we go through the whole thing. The Kusta de Chiyusa, Be'er Sheva. I will share it over there. But he basically says over there, again, I don't want to get so sidetracked. I want to finish this. Um, um, but that's the side of Be'er Sheva having been called Luz Larishayna. I'm giving you the whole thing now, as the Pasuk says. Huh? What's that? I'm sorry, Betel. I'm sorry, Betel. Yes. Having been called Luz, because based on the way that the Berdichver says it, Beis Kel, as the Pasuk says, is a reference to the ultimate Tikkun of the world. 
And Yaakov Avinu, in his dream, the British says it was Mamash a nightmare. He doesn't use those as Galashim, but he says, really, it was a nightmare. By Yalin Sham, it was dark, and he fell asleep because he saw the Gullus and the one stone of Amisrol split into 12 pieces of Chuli Vechahena. And he says, in that space, it was a peloton, like, how are Amisrol going to make it? Yeah. And the answer is because it was called Luz, Larishaina. Luz is the bone, according to the Arizal, that's called the Kusta de Chiyusa. That even though the whole body disintegrates, it's this, it's still there. That's so throughout Gullahs, was there. Tchias Amesim comes from there. The Pintaliyah, the Evan Shasiya, Ayin Sham. It's a pella of a piece, and 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 that's what we speak about over there. Al Kapanim. Let's 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 jump back in. See, he says therefore these two things are connected. Nivua was taken away together with all elements that are related to this experience of, of prophecy. Like the whole world of the spirit and of the soul, and being able to develop your consciousness to higher levels instead of just cramming information for information's sake. And the nigun went as well. Now it's alive again. Listen to this poetic paragraph. Now in this generation, and there are very few people that recognize this, and we're, we're among them. We have the enormous privilege to be among them. And Mamish, most of our leadership doesn't recognize this yet. But we're Mamish, it's a different dar. It's not time to do the same thing that previous daris did and to just toe the line and you know just preserve the tradition. We're living in a new dar. We're living in a new generation. We absolutely have to recognize what the R of our dar is. Dar, dar, vidarshav doesn't just mean each dar and those that darshan to them, but darshav means each generation and those who are ready to interpret that generation. Dar, dar, vidarshav. Zed, dar, darshav. We have to know how to interpret our dar. So it's a whole different age. We're returning now to the spirit of prophecy, and spiritual perception. As So now it's become revealed. Are you kidding? Music has a central role in serving Hashem. And that's why, again, a lot of people say, well, it's Bittal Taira. Again, Bittal now, again, if there's only Torah that's part of Yiddishkeit, and now you're finding something to do that's a replacement when you should otherwise be learning, then that's Bittal Torah. But now it's been this gala that in order to have a healthy Avodah Hashem, much like the food pyramid or Maslow's hierarchy of needs, there are many things that a person needs in order to live a healthy life. So it's not a, it's not a bechin of Bittal Torah. It's, it's, it's something else. It's a different category that's just as necessary for a person to experience. It's like Tvila, for example. Torah l'chud. It's like all the mitzvahs maisius that we have. Ayin or Shem Pinkus, which I quote a lot um, in his Hakdama to Sharim when he speaks about Rav Chaim Ital said that before the coming of Mashiach, Tefillah is the primary mitzvah of the generation. He says, how does that work? The Talmud Torah, as we know, learning Torah is the most important thing. So how, how could Rav Chaim Ital say that Tefillah is the most important thing? It says Rav Shem Pinkus, and I mentioned this many times in the past, Kedai to see it inside if you can. He says of a person is um, in Shul and Rosh Hashanah, and they're blowing, you know, they're getting ready to blow the shayf for it's the Mississippi rice of the, of the day. And they're hovering in the back who are learning dafyomi. And you're trying to explain to them, well, it's, it's time for it to get a shayf for now. And they say, well, Tamatar can I go cool on? So that's, that's not, what does that mean? Enachanami Tamatar is the backbone of Yiddishkeit. There's no question about that. Why? Because doing is the backbone of Yiddishkeit. Gadol halimu, chameveli demaisa, aside from that. But learning is the most important thing. But now it's time for blowing shofar. Right? Yeah. In it, right, I guess, in a sense. So, so tefillah, nigun, it's all part of a healthy package mm-hmm. and a broad package. 
So now, Memelu, we recognize that and the more that we develop these kalim, and I'll remind you that the only person who spoke any divrei kedusha, and any divrei amuna, and any divrei elokus at the largest gathering of American Jewry in history was not any big rabbi. And if you think this is just sadi, it's I'm talking about last week. <laughs> in Washington. You were there? I was Yishai not there. Yishai Rebo. Yishai Rebo. I thought you were going to refer to Yishai Rebo. What's the R of that? Him too. What's the R of that? The R of that is that something's happening. Something's changing. And Muna's coming down through different channels. Different thing. I don't know how many Rabbanim could say that they were Mekadashim Shemayim and had the opportunity to do what this musician did, Daika. Zamru maskil, the Pasik says. La Asid Lava Hina Yaskil Avdi, same lush that's used about Mashiach. It's gonna be the musicians that are channeling Das. Zamru Maskil. Rabbi Nachman talks about that in Targimal and the Kutumran. So something's happening. Something is happening. The more that music, holy music, communicating holy messages of Amuna are growing as you Kalim Naim, there's gonna be such beautiful vessels. Umashukhalalam and complete vessels, Yaisra the Kadusha to expand the capacity to reach the world with holiness. Shanagina tia amuka, that music will be so deep, the echutit, and it's gonna be so quality. And we're going to be able to reveal such Kedusha through this vessel and through this Kli, through this tool of spiritual perception, which is so supported with the Olam HaNigon that's, that's rich and that's deep. And in our generation, at least with those communities that are Bechalal with the picture, no longer does any Bachar feel that there's no place for his talent in Kedusha. On the contrary, they realize they have a huge opportunity to be able to channel their gift in a holy way, via Kumu, via Mardu Chalila, to cause anybody to need to Chas stand up and to rebel against a system that doesn't seem to have space for what their Neshama is yearning to participate and to contribute to this great, great story of the Jewish nation, Lehepech. They see the Torah as the content, like Yisharibo's music, like Nisim Black's music, we spoke about last time, right, as the quintessence, like many, many, many other musicians that are utilizing the Torah they learn in order to fill their musical capacities with the R of Kedusha. Because at the end of the day, again, everything else aside from the Torah, that's what it means with Talmud Torah, Kineged Kulam, the Torah is the Neshama of everything. Everything else is the Kli. So we need the Torah, but then we need to use the Kalim that all of us have uniquely to be able to bring this Neshama of Torah out into the world. It's the Torah that fills the person with Eternal meaning and all of their capacities, Meira Bayas Arnishmasai is revealing the light of its soul. Mafgisha Isayim Oimek Hargasha Sachaim Bachali Adinusam Vatsmusam. It's 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 um it's Torah, which enables a person to encounter the Hargashas Hachaim, the depth of the feeling of life in all of its gentleness and all of its power. It is what refines the heart. 
to sense the melody of the soul, which is like the strings of the fiddle, which relates to every strand, every string of, of life, with every note, with every tenor, with every with every melody of light, in every corner and in every and in every um, um, simta and every alley. The Torah refines humanity. Opens the heart to feel the, the ocean of life, the whole ocean of humanity, and the life force of all of nature, to be able to sense their joy and their, their contentment, their pain and their longing, their hopes and their dreams. Imagine if this was the tire that we're giving over to our kids in high school. Can you imagine if we were teaching this? Can you imagine? It would be over. It would be over. Game over. Hatoyra harachava. This wide, vast Torah. It is the cloak, spreads the cloak of the master of heaven and earth. Which reveals itself in every aspect of life. All of existence. And with which crowns with deep meaning and import. Every creative vision. It grants the pure creative artist. And the artist that's listening to his soul. The Torah gives and gifts that art, that artist oisher shall regesh v'chayim, the riches of feeling, a wealth of feeling and of life. Liitzur to create labia to express ulasartet ale aser v'navel, like David Melech says, right? And literally, this was David Melech, and to and to express and to etch out to write. Accompanying the music of Ali Asar, Vanavel, different kinds of musical instruments, Ali Nigun Uniima, through melody, through this pleasantness, to utilize his creations to express all these deep concepts, which are hidden, the inner dimensions of existence. But the umazois and the contrary and the contrast of this is kisha uman manuta kmehataira. When you have an artist, it's the same music, but he's removed from this bubbling source of living. Menukar lenishmas chaim shabikir, but detached from his a stranger, right? From 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 his living soul within him, as I read him, who so he's he's slumbering. He is bewildered by the drunkenness of externality. Such a beautiful asha. Fantastic. He's closed up to, to, to all which penetrates beyond the externality of the soul. And therefore, so his creations will also be um, will also be hollow. Let's speed read to the end very quickly. So this is what we're saying, and this we come to the end of learning this tiny stanza of six little words. When it comes to this great, great, great light, it's not enough just a little bit of good. We need to bring down roiv toiv, 
We want to access what's called Rav Tuvcha. What is Rav Tav? So you remember last time we learned the Pasuk that says, Hine Tav is talking about the Yetzir Tav. Hine Tav Ma'ayr is the Yetzahara. See, he sees over here Rav Tav as a, as, a, as a reflection of Tav Ma'ayr. See, he says, Hine Noidea, and Noida, it's known, she said, Rav Tav, who begins at Tav Shinister. It's the hidden goodness. There's taiv that's that's here, that's seen. What we experience and can point our finger and say, this is good. This is connected to the Balatanya in Igaras HaKodesh. Right, Igaras HaKodesh, the famous teaching over there. In Igaras HaKodesh, the Balatanya says that the things that happen to us that are good, it's good. The bad things that happen to us, so good. Right? He says it's so good that our brain can't comprehend how good it is because it's beyond us. Mm-hmm. This is the ultimate universal goodness, which can, contains everything, and it's contained within everything, even in the lowliest place, in beside, as the Pasuk Tehillim says, which is which is the hidden goodness. That's hidden in every capacity, every ability, every every aspect of life. And it's known It's known that that which is hidden is connected to the direction of the north. where the ra is, as the passing year Mio says, beside so in Midas Hadin Kenoida, that's the Midah of Din. So Yitzhahara Shanikras Tsafaini, as is brought in the Zarka, the Yitzhahara is called Tsafaini. Ube Emes Besoichai in its Tsafain. But at its core, it's not just Tsafain, El Tsafun. The Yitzhahara is just, it's not northernly, it's just hidden. The pintle is not on top, it's inside. It's inside. Hainu Shayesh Bekir by Taiv Ganos. There's Taiv in there. Vuhu Bechinas Rav Tuvcha. That's the beginning of Rav Tuvcha. So it ma Rav Tuvcha Asher Tzafanta Liriecha. So it midas hadin v'hayira hanira kasha bechitzayin yusa. Very very difficult and concealed on the outside. Upinim yusa tayv gomer, but on the inside is absolute goodness. I'm not going to read the rest inside, but ultimately he says nahala dasecha means really we're asking you, Hakadosh Baruch Hu, to guide everything. What does it mean nahel to lead? Means that things are supposed to go in a certain direction, and there are many, many like a sheep. Not 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 nahel, right? Nahel means to 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 guide. Like for example, sheep. Like we learned in previous year, and the shepherd needs to take all these sheep that are all over the place and to gather them together. And to direct, to direct them in one direction. So we're saying to Hakadosh Baruch Hu. Now this is the this is this is the culmination. This is the culmination of the whole thing. Chasin. Kadosh. If in the realm of Hoid Sheba Hoid, which is the stanza of Chasin, the fifth stanza, the Midah of Hoid, in the realm of the of the Mekablim, in the realm of Gashmi, in the realm of the Levana, in the realm of this physical world with so many challenges and darkness, if we are to access Elokus here, it's got to be Elokus that is Chasin in order for it to have reached us so that we can recognize it. Wow, it's Chasin. It manifests within the physical realm. Must be Chasin. Kadesh. Kadesh means transcendent. It must, must be reflective of the highest, highest type of Kedusha that's so powerfully bright that it's able to reach down to the lowest darkness in the pit. Chasin Kadesh. Then we say it good. So we live in a world with a lot of Ra. Why is there Ra? Let's just get rid of it, subjugate it. 
Iskafia, and we say no, is Habcha. Because Biraiv Tuvcha, the Taiv that we could see is Taiv, but the Taiv that we cannot see, the Bechina of Hine Taiv Ma'oid is the Malacha Mavis, is the Satan, is the Yitzhahara. We say Raiv Tuvcha, Marav Tuvcha, Asher Tzafanta, there's hidden goodness there. And ultimately, everything that's here is meant to become a kli with the experience of a very expanded, expanded engagement with Yiddishkeit, where it's not just chachma, but it's nevuah. It's not just nikla, but it's also nister. It's not just moyach, but it's also lev. It's not just halacha, it's also agada v'chule. It's the whole picture. Memela, we're able, therefore, to access every human capacity to be able to channel it and to be able to light up the entirety of the world therefore once we recognize that here in this experience of hide of challenge of concealment we say we're ready to all be led in the right direction nahel adasecha so now guide us. Gather all these pieces together, all these hidden pieces, and direct us in the kivun of Kedush and the kivun of Geula. And of course, we like always to connect this back to the broader concept of Shabbos, right before about to sing L'chadoidi, because ultimately it's a series on Shabbos, but it's been a series on Anamakah for, for a good while, right? But because that's what Shabbos is. Shabbos is me'ein adam haba. Shabbos is a little bit of a taste of what the world is going to look like on the Tikkun HaShalim. And so the Bechina of Friday, Erev Shabbos, the darkest of the dark, but also tasting the light of the light, which is you and me, literally what we're experiencing now in this Chabura, a little bit the Ar of the Geula is shining. And we say in this darkness, right before the Chadaydi, we have to recognize the world looks mamish chashuch, but it's just all the right elements that need to be turned around. And we see that they're Kalim for Ar. So I could have saved us Four hours of shiurim and just taught you that. Ten minutes, but you understand that things need to be learned yes. deeply, step by step. Ashrei